many many men today I thought we'd talk about uh, a revelation of Christ really how Christ reveals himself to us and um, you know I, I just sometimes I think back on the times that uh, in my early days seeking the Lord and uh, I'm really thankful for early experiences you know sometimes we look back and look at religion and how we that was all we had but you know religion kind of gave us little doses of God you know as much as you could stand and uh, many times we had to stand it because or kneel it or <laughs> seldom <laughs> seldom sitting it you know uh, we couldn't, didn't get to sit enough in the presence of God but uh, you know sometimes those early experiences uh, God will, will get your attention and grab your heart and you can develop a heart of love toward God and I think that's really what's most important is that whatever your experience and your exposure to God is there's enough truth there to give you a love for God in your heart um, in John 14 I'll tell you why I think that's so important in John 14 and verse 21 it says he that has my commandments and keeps them he it is that loves me and he that loves me shall be loved of my father and I will love him and will manifest or make myself known to him or reveal myself to him so really Jesus has a commitment to reveal himself to people whose hearts are toward him whose hearts love him you know not that you obey him perfectly in religion you don't but you know there were times when I wanted to do good and obeyed God a little bit and then got frustrated because not being born again you really don't have the power to obey God but we made those little attempts didn't we we thought about well maybe I'll quit doing this and quit doing that and that'll please God and then you give up in frustration because uh, there's no power to do it and so in honesty you just kind of fall back into your old patterns but if your heart has ever been toward God loving him he's obligated to reveal himself to you see he obligates him by his covenant and by his word he says here verse 22 Judas said to him not Iscariot that guy he said, <laughs> not him you ever notice how in the gospels they'll say not Iscariot not that guy it says he says Lord how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world and that's what we're going to talk about how did Jesus manifest himself to those who love him and keep himself hidden from the world you see that's that's his pledge his promise is to reveal himself to those that love him and so we'll we'll see how this unfolds now we're going to go into Luke chapter 24 and the, the what a part I want to focus on is the uh, two that met him on the road to Emmaus because that's a very very interesting patch of scripture because it, it's kind of in the middle of uh, the revelation that he gives to his disciples you know to the twelve we know that the ones who were at the last supper had a covenant with Jesus to it was really a, a uh, pledge that he made of, of strong friendship with them you know to the death and beyond 
kind of thing. And so they he has that pledge with the twelve. So you would expect that he would reveal himself to them. But there's two people. And he just meets on the road and we see those people kind of getting involved in the revelation. According to what we've just read, Jesus will reveal himself to those who have a heart for him or who love him. Now these two men, Cleophas and another brother, so to speak, in the Lord. He was the only one who was known by name and it appears that he may be the same one who was at Jesus' crucifixion. He was uh, probably, and it, the, it was the husband of one of the Marys that was there at the Lord's crucifixion. And so he wasn't, may not have been a close follower, but he followed the Lord enough to pro- perhaps have heard his teachings, seen his miracles. So he knows Jesus after the flesh, knows the work of God while he was there in his human body how close they followed him really is not known but Jesus must have had some type of teacher student relationship with them is revealed in some of his conversation with them so the Lord reveals not only himself not only to his close ones disciples the ones he called and chose but he also has to reveal himself to those who choose him when our hearts open up to to Christ, there is an obligation uh, that He reveal Himself to us. Now, this gives me great comfort in praying for people that I know have maybe once served God, backslidden uh, people that I know are in the family. And God has promised to save those people. You and your whole house will be saved. And so these are things that give me great peace because uh, where God is obligated by his covenant, you can trust him and you can depend on him to keep his word. To reveal him, he will do whatever he needs to do to reveal himself to those who either love him, seek him, or he has a covenant obligation with so those who love him and obey his words are those that he is seeking and especially on the day when he is raised from the dead he's he's about his father's business revealing himself uh, to those people so these men uh, we kind of get them as they're talking and having a conversation they're a little confused and perplexed Uh, they've lost a little bit of their faith they're discouraged so forth and so on kind of like we were before we met the Lord sometimes it's discouragement disappointment with the life that you're living in the natural your natural circumstances that can bring you to Christ but then that heart of love toward God is what God is looking at and sometimes when all natural uh, promise is gone all natural things are removed that's when the love of God starts to pour through out of us. We begin to cry out to him. Cry out to him as our help. Uh, most people uh, in trouble, if they have any kind of understanding of God, cry out to him because they know God's good. And he's going to come to their rescue and he's co- going to come to their aid. So there's an element of the love of God there that keeps us open to hear uh, you know the words of God and to respond to him in a way where he can reveal himself to us so when Jesus begins to approach these men now earlier that morning I'll just go briefly over uh, what has uh, transpired that morning Um, there are some early seekers of the Lord in 24 verse 1 it says that 
there were uh, uh, early in the morning they came to the sepulcher so they is talking about uh, what you see in some of the other gospels is is uh, two of the Marys or all three Marys but there's some women that came bringing the spices that they had prepared and certain others with them and so these people have witnessed Jesus' death and his burial so they have faith in the death and the burial of Jesus because they were eyewitnesses but their eyes are blinded to the resurrection and until God reveals truth to us we cannot know it we can't perceive it so that's why uh, the other uh, Judas was asking how are you going to make yourself known to us and not to the world they were accustomed to seeing him walking all the time and they saw sinners in the crowd and everybody else Jesus was well known as he walked with them in the flesh but now we're talking about Jesus coming to us in a different form to come to us in covenant relationship as Savior and Lord in his resurrection form in his spiritual form Uh, he's going to have to reveal himself to them in a different way because this is a different manifestation of him the Pharisees could even see him in the natural they didn't appreciate him but they were able to observe what he did there are many people who know historically who Jesus is they know all the facts about him they know everything about him but until their hearts are mixed with faith they won't be able to receive him and until their heart is 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 got love for God in it they won't be able to receive him I remember speaking with a a friend of mine she was married to a Jamaican man and uh, she's uh, what did she say we were I was talking to her at the time I knew her when I first met her we were both and I don't know if she was saved or not but she wasn't following the Lord I was I was ignorant I don't know what, she, what her excuse was but anyway uh, years later after I got saved I got a chance to contact her again and we were sharing about the Lord and she was talking about her husband and she said oh that that she used to always call me Williams oh Williams that man of mine he just is blind as a bat when it comes to Jesus now he can read quote you scriptures up and down one side but he blind as a bat when it and I thought about that because uh, the apostle Paul says that all are concluded in unbelief see we all start in unbelief there are blinders on the minds of all of us until we get Christ revealed to us and there are certain conditions for him to be revealed to us and those conditions must be met so Jesus isn't really like throwing himself at anybody you understand what I'm saying he's not desperate for people to love him but he he can can set things in motion so that the conditions can be met for him to reveal himself but still got to be done lawfully got to be done legally got to be done by the book and he reveals himself to us through the word through truth through understanding of the truth of God's word about him and and the Holy Spirit can help a lot with this that's why we pray for people you can pray that the Holy Spirit will tenderize a person's heart toward God so that they can desire they can desire truth and they can desire to be free and they can desire God and so here these early seekers are at the tomb 
And it said they found the stone rolled away and went in and didn't see the body of Jesus. They were afraid and perplexed. And then they saw two men standing in shining garments. And then they asked, the men asked them, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Huh? So here's a nugget of truth. Here's the word. Here's, this is how God reveals himself. Here a little bit there a little bit he'll give you like little birds following breadcrumbs so to speak he bird feeds us he spoon feeds us he gives us a little bit here a little bit there as much as we can digest huh remember the old dead churches we talk about so bad once we got enlightened well that's all we could take many of us you know that little bird feed that we got you know I can remember at a catholic church the stations of the cross and you saw Jesus and you they made you stand at him and stare at those pictures and you just felt bad for this poor man and they were treating him so bad you didn't have a clue what it was about but something clicked on the inside of you where you remembered somebody suffering for something and you wondered just wondered so that's your little crumb that you got way back when and so then a little bit more happens in your life and you start to reflect on that what you know about him and then another little crumb comes forward maybe you start looking at Christian television just channel surfing maybe making fun of the preachers you see on there I know I did it and so you know there's another little crumb and another little crumb and so these these angels is who they are they ask the women why are you seeking the living among the dead hmm why are you looking for him in the tomb why are you trying to embalm him some more why are you trying to keep him in the grave he's not here and they tell him he's not here but he's risen remember that he told you all that stuff you know it's everything trying to jog your memory remember that (laughs) he's risen and so he says Remember he spoke to you when he was yet in Galilee saying the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men be crucified and the third day rise again. Guess which day it is. And they remembered his words and returned from the sepulcher and told all those things to the eleven and to the rest and it was Mary Magdalene Johanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them which told these things to the apostles and their words seemed to them like idle tales there's you know they they just there's this veil this this curtain there this this uh, blindness there that makes it hard to penetrate and so Jesus will not stop feeding you the word. He will not stop knocking at the door of your heart. He will not quit giving you evidence of his reality of his life. And this goes on after you're born again. I mean throughout your Christian life God is continually revealing himself to us more and more and more. He, he says things like there's a lot more to me than you've experienced so far don't get stuck here where you are in knowing me there's so much more to me that there is to know yet and so he's constantly revealing himself to us 
all the time showing us depths of the word and understandings of the word and, and things of that nature I know many times people in the healing ministry will say oh well, I'm not satisfied until everybody that's sick in here walks out healed see there's more depth and, and you know we kind of wish I wish I could have your leftovers of your ministry you know what I'm saying to get me started and and then so there's more even the what we call the great ones have things that they they have yet to have revealed to them about the Lord and so Jesus sets off the first day after he's raised from the dead he's still working still working still working still working still ministering still serving uh, uh, just giving of himself now in a very very unique way and in making sure that all hearts that are toward him are getting to understand and know him in his resurrected form and and that completes your understanding of the knowledge of Christ you have to believe in his death burial and resurrection in order to have eternal life and so when when that's completed then you have eternal life and then you're fit to go on serving God under that power and in that power and so he tells them their words seem to them like idle tales you know they're just in a fog what do you mean we saw him die we saw him put in that grave what do you mean he's raised up and so this this unbelief is something that's only removed by revelation of Christ Jesus is the only one who can take that away they're getting seeds now of truth they're being fed what truth there is available about the resurrection of the Lord and so these early seekers were pursuing Jesus all the way to the tomb all the way to the tomb they were in unbelief about his resurrection but in the faith about his death and his burial they bought, brought embalming spices to make sure so that's where their faith start, stopped was at the, the burial and so we have to believe in all three in order to receive eternal life and so Jesus then has to go about the business of revealing himself to them and every revelation of Christ is unique it's tailor made to suit you and he does not stop until he is known by you he must be known by those who love him and and to me you know I, I've learned uh, after so many years how to be a romantic so to speak and understand Christ as the husband of the bride the one who's betrothed to the bride and and uh, in Jewish wedding ceremonies you know when they made the vow that they were married but the marriage was not consummated until the groom was ready to reveal himself and his bride to the company and so this was a a a very festive occasion that's why Jesus was called to the wedding feast it was something that everybody kind of rejoiced in it was you know when you see a picture of the father uh, at the wedding feast in heaven where he's he's sending out servants to go into the highways and the byways and compel people to come in that that was the attitude you compelled people to come in anybody who was appropriately dressed uh, pretty much got invited to the wedding and so it wasn't like 
Uh, Jesus was in some secular mode or something, uh, you know, going to this wedding. It was a feast and it was a holy thing and everybody was invited. But it was a great, sometimes a great mystery. Everybody kind of was on edge wondering when the groom was going to show up because they had a day and they had, but they never had a time. And so he would get his party together and, and you know, whenever he got his, his best men and all this party together, they would uh, go down the street uh, blowing their horns and announcing the bridegroom cometh. That's where we get the uh, uh parable about the foolish and the wise virgins the ones who kept their lamps trimmed and were ready had their their garments ready so that at a moment's notice they could uh, finish dressing themselves and at the time that the groom got to the bride's house she would be ready and waiting to go off with the groom and so this revelation of Christ to his uh, disciples and the ones who love him, the ones who are uh, uh, there waiting to to have their knowledge of God complete, is very very similar to that type of a revelation uh, for the marriage supper, because he is coming to join himself to us in covenant. He's coming to join them. He's coming to complete their understanding of who he is. The Bible says Jesus is the author and the completer of our faith. He must do this himself. We can't push people in it. We can't push him into it. You know, there's no shotgun wedding here for the bride to come and and just find her somebody and hit him over the head and run home with him. It's a, a marriage. It's a holy thing. It's a sacred thing where the groom is seeking somebody whose heart is toward him and devoted to him. He knows whose heart is pure toward him. He knows whose heart is seeking him. I think it's wise if you, if in, even in a natural situation of a marriage, if you get assurance about that person's commitment to them, assurance about that person's devotion to you, not just to you as a person, but what are you about? That person has to respect your vision, your goals, your plans, what God has planned for you. You have to respect what God has planned for them. And so Jesus makes all of that takes all of that into account when he examines the hearts of people before he reveals himself to them. And so it even warns us about casting our pearls before swine. You know that we're not to to reveal holy things to people just to to have conversation. You know you have to be led by the spirit of God in, in presenting certain truths to people and so forth and so on. And so it's a good thing to understand how Jesus seeks and how he's able to find Find those whose hearts are perfect toward him so that there's a place. I think love creates a, a, a place, an abode for the spirit of God. You know, and, and it, it fits in your life. You understand? It completes you. It makes you uh, not want anything else anymore. There's, there's a fulfillment there that is never ever 
experienced until your heart begins to open up to God. That's why you can't beat people over the head and, and make them get saved. That kind of stuff. You, you pray for them and, and pray the way God wants you to pray for them. That their hearts would open up. Their hearts would be tender toward God. And that they would understand the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. And so these women are needing to have a revelation because they only believe so far. They believe as far as their faith will tell, take them. But then there's something else. The, the, the blinders have to be taken off and they have to have this personal revelation uh, of Christ. Now the Pharisees believed in the death of Jesus but they really didn't believe in the total burial. Remember what they said? Or said they told Pilate, they said, get a guard over the grave. Because he told people he was going <laughs> to be raised. So they didn't even let him get buried real good. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and really in religion, the, a person's understanding of God is totally flawed. Because religion tends to let man make up his own truth about God. And this is what the Pharisees did. They made up their own truth about Jesus. All them disciples stole his body. He's not walking. That's not him walking around. He he didn't even stay in the grave. And so if they don't let the burial take place, the work that he did to give us victory over Satan is not accomplished either. That's why religious people, if you talk to them, they're scared of the devil. They don't want to bind the devil. They don't want to talk about the devil. (laughs) They just want to have a historical knowledge about Jesus and make up the rest of it. And that's very common in religion. Uh, we don't believe that. Well, you know, the healing went, you know, they died with the apostles and all. they have all kinds, just like the Pharisees. They stole his body. So that couldn't be him up walking around because he never, never got raised up himself. They just stole it. That body somewhere. You know, that's not him. But there's a body somewhere. And it's just floating around. You understand what I'm saying? So our victory over the grave must be complete when, because we believe in the burial there was a three day work that Jesus did to spoil principalities and powers on our behalf and then he gave us the keys to the kingdom you see what I'm saying and he gave us all power and, and to do the works of God just like he did and so our victory over the grave must be completed too in our understanding of what Jesus did so uh Okay, so we have, where are we at now? We, oh, we see where Peter and the rest of them, they ran and peered in the tomb. And they stooped down and looked at the clothes that were there. And they were just stood there wondering. They still don't have the faith to believe. So Peter sees that empty tomb. But that is a nugget of truth that he can take with him and ponder it. Oftentimes our ponderings will lead us to a revelation. You know how sometimes something gets stuck in your mind and you can't figure it out yourself. And then it may be uh, the next minute, several days, years down the road that thing will come open to you. See, and it's like a seed that has a you know how when seeds are you get a packet of seeds they're dry they have that husk on the outside of them when you pour water on it the inside contents tend to swell and burst that thing off of there and that's the same thing that happens with us through meditation 
when you take the word and meditate on it your mind begins to rough that up and take that hard shell off of it and then God by his spirit then begins to he says okay well you're you're holding on to this you want to know see meditation means that you're holding on to something and you want to know and so then God has to reveal that to you he has to uncover that because he says we are transformed in that way and he wants that transformation to take place and so when we start meditating then we'll begin to hide these words these nuggets of truth in our heart and so that's what what Peter's doing he's got enough to take it home with him he said he he didn't see the Lord he probably stood around long enough to to get discouraged and then go back home and so in verse 13 we see these two people on the road now Jesus has been in a tomb he's up and out and so the next time he's seen is on the road to Emmaus and behold two of them that went that same day to a village called Emmaus which was from Jerusalem it says about seven miles in in, uh, my Bible so it's a little bit of a walk and it says they talked together of all these things which had happened and it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned Jesus, Jesus himself drew near and with with them as they communed together and reasoned they're seeking understanding they're seeking truth and so when we are seeking truth Jesus will come he's obligated to come and and fill in that missing ingredient to make that truth known to us that seeking when you're perplexed and you're confused you you just need to say you know what God I need you to to give me my answer and not try to come up with your own if you can avoid coming up with your own answer you'll do well because he will definitely provide whatever it is that you need in the way of wisdom knowledge understanding revelation whatever it is he is your supplier of everything that you need so they they uh, so it says here they commune together Jesus himself drew near and went with them so is he is he is walking alongside of them he's overhearing their conversation and and they're just talking the way they talk now this was customary when you were uh, traveling on the road when someone joined you on the road you joined in a conversation you know the the bible uh, has a this one of the scriptures says agree with your adversary quickly while you're in the way that word way also means road and so it was customary for people who were traveling wayfarers they called them or or people were just on the road going from place to place to accept company to come along with them for a number of reasons number one if you were in a company of people you were safe because if somebody some bandits were on the road or they were lying in wait for you you had some help and some companions they often didn't try to jump three or four or five men at one time and so uh, it, it kept you from being alone on the road and what people would generally talk about on the road would be current events so that's one of the ways that news traveled from place to place you found out what happened in Jerusalem 
and you decided to walk to Emmaus and so somebody who stopped in that town or somebody who was getting off in that town joined in with you in your conversation they heard the news that went on in Jerusalem and they were able to tell the people in that next town you know exactly what was what you know it kind of seems like an a confusing way to get a message but it's no worse than what we have now you know all the media outlets we have and the messages still get tainted and you know there's not a lot of what truth nuggets in is you got to sift through but anyway as they they come to they're joining in a common conversation with him talking about current events nobody recognizes Jesus of course because he has not revealed himself to them but they have faith in two things one is his death the other one is his burial because they reveal this to him so in the Bible tells us that after Jesus is raised up no man is to know him after the flesh got me where to know him now is in his spiritual form that he is now and we have to know that by revelation it's got to be revealed to us and so Jesus joins them and uh, they don't know who he is and so he says to them in verse 17 uh, as he drew near verse 15 verse verse 16 their eyes were holden in other words darkened that they should not know him and he said to them what manner of communications are these that you have one to another as you walk and are sad he says why are you sad and one of them whose name was Cleophas answering said to him are you a stranger here in other words where you come from that you don't know what's been going on and so this is the news that they're telling you know as they are on the road and they they're certain everybody knows what went on in Jerusalem where did this guy come from well he was there but that person died and was buried in the tomb and so now we have him come up with new resurrection life understanding and a new message to give to people and so these men then begin to question him and in verses 19 through 24 they tell tell Jesus of the day's events and he says here verse 19 and he said to them what things and they said concerning Jesus of Nazareth which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people now they know him in a deeper level but they're explaining who Jesus is to this man they think is a stranger and doesn't know what's going on and he says and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him but we trusted that but we trusted is the the key element to how Jesus has the open door to reveal himself to them he says we saw that but our hope our faith our confidence was that he would be the one to have redeemed Israel and besides all this today is the third day since these things were done yes and certain women also of our company made us astonished which were early at the sepulchre so they were with the others and Peter when the women came back and told them what had gone on and when they found not his body they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels which said he was alive and certain of them which were with us went with us to the sepulcher and found it even so as the women said but they saw him not now this is where Jesus has to step in and complete our faith 
If they know that much, if they understand that much, then Jesus is obligated to reveal the total picture to them. And he will do it in a way that we can, a baby can understand Christ. You'll see little children who, who understand what it means to be a sinner and to be uh, uh, sad about it. And to know the relief that comes when they receive Jesus as their savior. And so it's an individual thing that Jesus has to do here. Now it seems like this is a, a lot of trouble to go through for these two to understand why doesn't Jesus wait until they get in the upper room later where he shows himself to everybody else that's not how he rolls that's not how he operates he operates on a level that when you want to know something he must get there to reveal that to you he's got to come at the point of your confusion he's got to come at the point of your distress distress that's what makes him a savior that he comes at the time when you need to know him and you need to have that revealed when you have a problem when you have a a debt or finances or pressure or trouble from people he must come he can't wait until it's convenient for you understand what I'm saying for a bunch of people to come and answer your question he comes personally to you so these men are discouraged to the point of distress and they need a savior, they need a deliverer, and that and Jesus is the only one who fits the bill. And he's, then he said to them, in verse 24, O fools and slow of heart to believe, to believe all that the prophets have spoken, ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Now he's saying things that he's spoken to them before, familiar things that he begins to bring back to them to put them in remembrance of who he really is. This is part of his revelation. Sometimes all of those little things you knew about Jesus when you were a kid will come flooding back to you as an adult. And you'll remember, you know what, I used to feel good at times when I was in church. I used to feel good at times when I was doing this and that. Uh, we, um, it, oh, I was in Toledo, we stopped because we had to do some business there and went to uh the Waffle House. <laughs> it's, a, it's like an Atlanta joke. I thought it was anyway. I, I was in Atlanta once so driving with somebody and on every every off ramp on the freeway there was a Waffle House. I said, how many of these places are down here? A big thing down there but you know there's only one that I know of in Ohio and that's where that one is. But we went over and uh, went to lunch and I asked the lady there. I told her I said well we uh, we're we uh, have a meeting. I said we have a church and a ministry. I said we're having a meeting across the street. Can we put our flyer up here in your business? And she said, "Oh, I'll ask somebody." And she said immediately, "I just went back to church." She said, "I just got back into going to church." And I was thinking to myself, I said, uh, "I said, I said, well, I said that's good. I said, you know, a lot of people." just go back and forth all the time I said it's a good thing you're in there she said oh, I'm not doing that anymore she said I'm staying this time and you could see a conviction on the inside of her where she had settled it once and for all she wasn't going to play games with God anymore you see and that's a good thing because when, once it's settled it, it kind of obligates God now to deal with her in a more serious manner not just giving her a little bit here and a little bit there and so she told us she had joined the 
this church and she was involved in a women's group and all the things that she was doing kind of to demonstrate her sincere commitment to God this time and so I believe that's what what these men are drawing from and what Jesus is drawing from to reveal himself to these men he's putting them in remembrance things that he said while he was alive and he said don't you realize that I had to do these things to enter into my glory and beginning with Moses and the prophets he begins to expound to them all the scriptures about himself can you imagine the servant's heart you know sometimes we only want to take two or three minutes to tell somebody real quick Jesus you know witnessing as we say and here he takes the time that it takes sometimes it takes time to draw people into an understanding and an appreciation of God it takes time if you're led by the Holy Spirit you'll appreciate how important it is that people get an understanding of everything that God has done for them and, and how he wants to deal with them Sometimes it's just dropping a seed and believing God to prosper it. You, you understand what I'm saying? In, 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 in do it in all sincerity. God, you know, I only had time to, to drop that little word on somebody. You know, I'll, I'll sometimes see people that, that I'm drawn to. And it's always either a preacher's kid or somebody who's... who's in the wrong place they're not where they're supposed to be in God just never fails and uh, I was in Myers the other night and I saw this girl and her hair was just meticulously done I thought man who is her hairdresser you know what I'm saying it was like Atlanta hairdo you know what I'm saying (laughs) or you know some of the hairdressers that you see do some of the women of God some of the saints here you know it had that look to it but it just struck me and she was chasing a little girl down the and I I told her I said I said girl your hair is done and she said she said you like I said girl that's beautiful I said I don't know where you got it done I said but it's done I said I know you're going to church tomorrow that she looked now I said you got all that hair done you ain't going to the house of the Lord (laughs) well my daddy's a pastor I said I knew it I said I can I said we know each other I said we can spot each other a mile away and she didn't say anything she looked down I said well tell daddy you've been spotted I said I'm praying for you I said you know you need to get back to that she didn't say anything she was totally convicted so I just let her walk on I walked on she walked on so but you understand what I'm saying that's one of those things you drop on people and you you let them know that God sees you God knows and you know all of that you know that kind of thing so it's just good to be attentive to the things of God and understand how how far God wants you to go in these things but Jesus he's got all the time in the world to explain everything to anybody that wants to know whatever you got me he has all the time in the world and so he expounds the scriptures concerning himself they drew near to the village where they went and he made as though he would have have gone further in other words he says I'm dropping y'all off I'm keeping moving there is a place where we must respond to God to invite him in 
He's done all of this knocking at the door of their hearts. He sees their hearts toward him. They, they want him. But how much do you want him? Do you want the true revelation or do you just want these nuggets? Do you want to always be on the outside just gathering a little bit from from God? You know, maybe you know some Christians and they pray for you. And you know you can get a prayer here and a prayer there. Do you just want to live like that forever or do you want all the way in? That's what That's the question here. But they constrained him. He says, oh, stay with us because it's getting dark. You can't go any further. We like you. (laughs) That's what they're saying. They're inviting him in further. And so he went in to stay with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took the bread. Now they were the hosts, but he takes over the breaking of bread. Amen. This is a a holy thing and a sacred thing. This is their covenant meal with him. Remember they weren't at the last supper. So now they're having a new covenant meal with him. In his resurrection life and his power. And he blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And they said one to another. Didn't our hearts burn within us? When we he was talking, there's something for me. We've had signs, we've had, but this is the capper. You got me. Jesus will always make himself known for sure to people. They won't be questioning. They won't be wondering anymore. When when he sets out to reveal himself to humanity and mankind, there won't be any questions asked. I mean, left. And he says, "Didn't our heart burn within us while he walked, talked with us by the way, and he opened to up to us?" the scriptures and they rose from that same hour returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered and and them that were with them so they've had a chance to digest it Uh, if their eyes were open they knew him and he vanished out of their sight and that's when they started to reflect on the fact that he has been speaking to them all along this is Jesus and he is raised from the dead so they got up the same hour went back to Jerusalem after they just walked seven miles that's what resurrection power will do to you folks it'll make you get up and run and do things you never you gotta go tell somebody amen I mean nobody ever told me to witness about Christ I wasn't saved and and taught in a church you know where you can be taught those things and and given skills and all that kind of stuff but I couldn't keep my mouth shut talking about what had just happened to me you see what I'm saying and so that's something that comes and says the Lord has spoken who can help but prophesy and so once the Lord is, is and they told people that he's risen indeed and had appeared to Simon and they told what things were done in the way and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread and so as they spoke Jesus appeared again so he's following up on the follow up see everywhere that the gospel is preached he manifests and and confirms that word with signs following so then he becomes the sign that shows up every time they share Christ with one another he begins to appear to them and make himself known fulfilling John 14 that we read he says I will manifest myself to them and and, and, and the the disciple asked him how are you going to manifest yourself 
to the world I mean to us and not the world well this is how he does it by his word and by his spirit and he quickens your spirit with his Holy Spirit so that you can know him and you can possess him in truth and so he says to them but they were terrified and, and, and afraid and suppose, and suppose that they had seen a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? Why do you th- the thoughts arise in your heart? He said, look, my hands and my feet. He said, it's me. Sometimes they, they think, you know, this is a ghost, this is a spirit. They had all kind of superstitious, goofy ways of thinking back in the day. And so he said, this is me. And see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So a glorified body has flesh and bone, not flesh and blood. Got me? The blood, your spirit, your blood is now the spirit. That's what gives you life. In a natural person, the life is in the blood. In a spiritual person, the life is in the spirit. So you don't, you, you, they can cut you, you don't bleed. I don't know if you can even cut a glorified body. I don't know, but it's not damaged like a mortal body is, that's for sure. And so it's, it's, it's incorruptible now. So when people go to heaven, they don't come back. You got me? All these psychic people who are talking to these people and all this kind of nonsense they're talking about is not so. Because a glorified body is not the same thing as a natural body. It, it is incorruptible. It cannot be torn down, broken down, any of that kind of stuff. And so he says... That a spirit does not have flesh and bones like you see me have. In other words, a ghost, that kind of thing. And he said, and thus spoken, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy. Hmm? Sometimes you can get so excited, your flesh is so engaged, your, your spirit can't catch up with. Huh? <laughs> You know, a lot of activity we see people shouting, jumping around and all that. We know that's flesh. Mm -hmm. It may have started with a quickening in the spirit, but your flesh has to carry it out. So they're all delirious and carrying on and so forth and so on. And, And the Lord has to settle them down a little bit. And wondered, he said unto them, do you have here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and of a honeycomb and he took it. So a glorified body does eat. Amen. And he did eat before them and he said to them, these are the words which I spoke unto you while I was yet with you. That all things must be fulfilled that were spoken about me. In other words, Jesus wants you to receive all. All of what he has to offer you. You can't just pick and choose what you like about God. God I want you to pay my bills but I don't want to go to church. I want you. I don't want to worship you too much and all this kind of stuff. I don't want to spend three or four hours a day in my word. I just want to do enough to get what I need. No he said you got to receive everything. And really that was the problem with everybody who knew Jesus after the flesh. They all had something they thought he was going to do for them personally that was never fulfilled you got me they they thought he was going to be the one to to take uh, uh, Caesar down 
so that the Israelite could have everything have their property back and all the stuff back that was given over to to Caesar but but he disappointed everybody in that respect because they never thought that he would come to save them from their sin that's the last problem people think they have most of the time they think their problem is not enough money not enough love not you know we can't get along in my family we just get along in my family but you know the problem bottom line is sin once Jesus deals with the root of things then you can go and have a prosperous and happy life so he's not going to fix up just you know like a, a, a fixer upper like people who flip houses just put a little paint on it and sell it you know and tell you it's wonderful and then you get in there and find out it's falling down from the inside out no he decided to put start us all over again put his spirit in us and rebuild us according to the spiritual plan that God has for our lives and so he opened their understanding that they might understand he's teaching them again and he said to them thus it is written and, and thus it behoove Christ to suffer to rise from the dead on the third day and that repentance and remission of sin this is what I came for I came for your real problem I didn't come for the problem of the age you know Caesar was a problem then Caesar ain't a problem no more there's another Caesar in his place that's a problem So, but we can still live no matter who's on the throne in the natural and so he says and you're witnesses of these things and behold I send you the promise of my father upon you and so go wait in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high in other words I've got work for you to do I'm doing all this to set you up so that you can go out and do the same thing that you saw me do and I will be with you confirming my word your words with signs following and so Jesus does this he says upon this rock of revelation this is what it is revealing Christ revealing himself to us alive and living as a living God he builds his church and the gates of hell don't prevail why because of his death burial and resurrection not just death not just burial or not just death and raise up but death burial and burial is very important what he did underneath the earth is essential for us it, this is what allows you to tell sickness to go and leave you in the name of Jesus it's what allows you to tell the devil to leave your kids alone and don't darken your door it's what allows you to your house to survive through a storm or a flood or anything else it's that work that he did to spoil principalities and powers and take power away from them and put it back into the hands of the church amen why don't we stop father in heaven we thank you that you have given us an opportunity to know you in such a great way through Jesus Christ our Savior and our Lord we bless you Lord and we thank you for it we understand now Father how important it is when we share Christ with people to talk about the complete work the complete finished work and to leave nothing out in what you have done because it's all essential to our full understanding of who we are in Christ and are completing your work in this earth in Jesus name amen and praise God if anybody needs prayer come on up